respiration in plants all the energy required for life processes is obtained by the oxidation of some macromolecules that we call food only green plants and cyanobacteria can prepare their own food by the process of photosynthesis they trap light energy and convert it into chemical energy that is stored in the bonds of carbohydrates like glucose sucrose and starch we must remember that in green plants too not all cells tissues and organs photosynthesize only cells containing chloroplasts that are most often located in the superficial layers carry out photosynthesis hence even in green plants all other organs tissues and cells that are non green need food for oxidation hence food has to be translocated to all the non green parts animals are heterotrophic that is they obtain food from plants directly herbivores or indirectly carnivores saprophytes like fungi are dependent on dead and decaying matter what is important to recognize is that ultimately all the food that is respired for life processes come from photosynthesis this chapter deals with cellular respiration or the mechanism of breakdown of food material within the cell to release energy and the trapping of this energy for synthesis of atp photosynthesis of course takes place within the chloroplast in eukaryotes whereas the breakdown of complex molecule to yield energy takes place in the cytoplasm and in the mitochondria also only in eukaryotes the breaking of the c single bond c bonds of complex compounds through oxidation within the cell leading to the release of considerable amount of energy is called respiration the compounds that are oxidized during this process are known as respiratory substrates usually carbohydrates are oxidized to release energy but proteins fats and even organic acids can be used as respiratory substrates in some plants under certain conditions during oxidation within a cell all the energy contained in respiratory substrates is not released free into the cell or in a single step it is released in a series of slow stepwise reaction controlled by enzymes and it is trapped as chemical energy in the form of atp hence it is important to understand that the energy released by oxidation in respiration is not or rather cannot be used directly but is used to synthesize atp which is broken down whenever and wherever energy needs to be utilized hence atp acts as the energy currency of the cell this energy trapped in atp is utilized by various energy requiring processes of the organism and the carbon skeleton produced during respiration is used as precursor for biosynthesis of other molecules in the cell do plants breathe well the answer to this question is not quite so direct yes plants require o2 for respiration to occur and they also give out co2 hence plants have system in place that ensure the availability of the o2 plants like anim- unlike animals have spe- no specialized organ for gases exchange but they have stomata and lenticel for this purpose there are several reasons why plants can get along without respiratory organs first each plant part takes care of its own gas exchange needs there is very little transport of gases from one plant part to another second plants do not present great demands for gases exchange roots stems and leaves respire at rates far far lower than the animals do only during photosynthesis are large volumes of gases exchanged and each leaf is well adapted to take care of its own needs during these periods when cells photosynthesize availability of o2 is not a problem in the cell since o2 is released within the cell third the distance that the gas must diffuse even in large bulky plants is not great each living cell in a plant is located quite close to the surface of the plant this is true for leaves you may ask but what about the thick woody stems and roots 
In stems, the living cells are organized in thin layers inside and beneath the bark. They also have openings called lenticels. The cells in the interior are dead and provide only mechanical support. Thus, most of the cells of the plants have at least a part of the surface in contact with air. This is also facilitated by the loose packing of the parenchyma cells in leaves, stems and roots which provide an interconnected network of air spaces. The complete combustion of glucose which produces CO2 and H2O as end products yield energy most of which is given out as heat. C6H2LO6 plus 6O2 gives 6CO2, 6H2O plus energy. If this energy is to be useful to the cell, it should be able to be utilized it to synthesize other molecules that the cell requires. The strategy that the plant cell uses is to catabolize the glucose molecule in such a way that not all the liberated energy goes out as heat. The key is to oxidize glucose not in one step but in several small steps enabling some steps to be just large enough such that the energy released can be coupled to ATP synthesis. How this is done is essentially the story of respiration. During the process of respiration, oxygen is utilized and carbon dioxide, water and energy are released as products. The combustion reaction requires oxygen but some cells live where oxygen may or may not be available. Can you think of such situations where O2 is not available? There are sufficient reasons to believe that the first cell on this planet lived in an atmosphere that lacked oxygen. Even among present-day living organisms, we know of several that are adapted to anaerobic condition. Some of these organisms are facultative anaerobes, while the others, the requirement of anaerobic condition is obligate. In any case, all living organisms retain the enzymatic machinery to partially oxidize glucose without the help of oxygen. This breakdown to glucose of glucose to pyruvic acid is called glycolysis. Glycolysis The term glycolysis has originated from the Greek word glycos for sugar and lysis for splitting. The scheme of glycolysis was given by Gustav Emden, Otto Meyerhoff, and J. Parnas and is often referred to as the EMP pathway. In anaerobic conditions, it is the only process in respiration. Glycolysis occurs in the cytoplasm of the cell and is present in all living organisms. In this process, glucose undergoes partial oxidation to form two molecules of pyruvic acid. In plants, this glucose is derived from sucrose which is the end product of the photosynthesis or from the storage carbohydrates. Sucrose is converted into glucose and fructose by the enzyme invertase and these two monosaccharides readily enter the glycolytic pathway. Glucose and fructose are phosphorylated to give rise to glucose 6-phosphate by the activity of the enzyme hexokinase. This phosphorylated form of the glucose then isomerizes to produce fructose 6-phosphate. Subsequent steps of the metabolism of glucose and fructose are the same. The various steps of the glycolysis are depicted in the figure 14.1. In glycolysis, a chain of 10 reactions under the control of different enzymes takes place to produce pyruvate from glucose. While studying these steps of glycolysis, please note the steps at which utilization or synthesis of ATP or NADH plus H plus takes place. ATP is utilized at two steps, first in the conversion of glucose into glucose 6-phosphate and second in the conversion of fructose 6-phosphate to fructose 1,6-bisphosphate. The fructose 1,6-bisphosphate is split into dihydroxyacetone phosphate and 
थ्री फॉस्फोग्लिसराइड पी जी एल वी फाइंड दैट देयर इज वन स्टेप वेयर एन ए डी एच प्लस एच प्लस इज फॉर्म फ्रॉम एन ए डी प्लस दिस इज वेन थ्री फॉस्फोग्लिसराइडीहाइड पी जी एल इज कन्वर्टेड इन टू वन थ्री बिस फॉस्फोग्लिसरेट और बिस फॉस्फोग्लिसरिक एसिड बी पी जी ए टू रिडॉक्स इक्वेलेंट्स आर रिमूवड इन द फॉर्म ऑफ टू हाइड्रोजन आइटम्स फ्रॉम पी जी ए एल एंड ट्रांसफर्ड टू अ मॉलिक्यूल ऑफ एन ए डी प्लस पी जी ए एल इज ऑक्सीडाइज एंड विथ इनऑर्गेनिक फॉस्फेड टू गेट कन्वर्टेड इन टू बी पी जी ए द कन्वर्जन ऑफ बी पी जी ए टू थ्री फॉस्फोग्लिसरिक एसिड इज ऑल्सो एन एनर्जी यील्डिंग प्रोसेस दिस कन्वर्जन दिस एनर्जी इज ट्रैप्ड बाई द फॉर्मेशन ऑफ ए टी पी अंदर द ए टी पी इज सिंथिसाइज ड्यूरिंग द कन्वर्जन ऑफ पी ई पी इन टू पायरविक एसिड कैन यू देन कैलकुलेट हाउ मेनी ए टी पी मॉलिक्यूल्स आर डायरेक्टली सिंथिसाइज इन दिस पाथवे फ्रॉम वन ग्लूकोज मॉलिक्यूल पायरविक एसिड इज देन द की प्रोडक्ट ऑफ ग्लाइकोलिसिस वॉट इज द मेटाबोलिक फेट ऑफ पायरवेट This depends on the cellular need. There are three major ways in which different cells handle pyruvic acid produced by glycolysis. These are lactic acid fermentation, alcoholic fermentation and aerobic respiration. Fermentation takes place under anaerobic condition in many prokaryotes and unicellular eukaryotes for the complete oxidation of glucose to CO2 and H2O. However, organisms adopt Krebs cycle which is also called as aerobic respiration this requires o2 supply fermentation in fermentation say by yeast the incomplete oxidation of glucose is achieved under anaerobic conditions by sets of reactions where pyruvate acid is converted to co2 and ethanol The enzymes pyruvic acid decarboxylase and alcohol dehydrogenase catalyze these reactions. Other organisms like some bacteria produce lactic acid from pyruvic acid. The steps involved are shown in figure 14.2. In animal cells also like muscles during exercise when oxygen is inadequate for cellular respiration pyruvic acid is reduced to lactic acid by lactate dehydrogenase. The reducing agent is NADH plus H plus, which is reoxidized to NAD plus in both the processes. In both lactic acid and alcohol fermentation, not much energy is released. Less than seven percent of the energy in glucose is released, and not all of it is trapped as high-energy bonds of ATP. Also, the processes are hazardous. Either acid or alcohol is produced. What is the net ATPs that is synthesized? Calculate how many ATP are synthesized and deduct the number of ATP utilized during glycolysis. When one molecule of glucose is fermented to alcohol or lactic acid, yeasts poison themselves to death when the concentration of alcohol reaches about 13%. What then would be the maximum concentration of alcohol in beverages that are naturally fermented? How do you think alcoholic beverages of alcohol contain greater than this concentration are obtained what then is the process by which organism can carry out complete oxidation of glucose and extract the energy stored to synthesize a larger number of atp molecules needed for cellular metabolism in eukaryotes these steps take place within the mitochondria and this requires o2 Aerobic respiration is the process that leads to the complete oxidation of organic substrates 
in the presence of oxygen and release CO2 water and a large amount of energy present in the substrate. This type of respiration is most common in higher organisms. We will look at these processes in the next section. Aerobic respiration. For aerobic respiration to take place within the mitochondria, the final product of glycolysis pyruvate is transported from the cytoplasm into the mitochondria. The crucial events in aerobic respiration are the complete oxidation of pyruvate by the stepwise removal of all the hydrogen atoms leaving three molecules of CO2, the passing on of the electrons removed as parts of the hydrogen atom to molecular O2 with simultaneous synthesis of ATP. What is interesting to note is that the first process takes place in the matrix of the mitochondria while the second process is located on the inner membrane of the mitochondria. Pyruvate which is formed by the glycolytic catabolism of carbohydrate in the cytosol after it enters mitochondrial matrix undergoes oxidative decarboxylation by a complex set of reactions catalyzed by pyruvic dehydrogenase. The reactions catalyzed by pyruvic dehydrogenase require the participation of several coenzymes including NAD plus and coenzyme A. Pyruvic acid plus coenzyme A plus NAD plus in the presence of Mg2 plus and pyruvate dehydrogenase gives acetyl coenzyme A plus CO2 plus NADH plus H plus. During this process, two molecules of NADH are produced from the metabolism of two molecules of pyruvic acid or you can say produced from one glucose molecule during glycolysis. The acetyl coenzyme A then enters a cyclic pathway, tricarboxylic acid cycle more commonly called as Krebs cycle after the scientist Hans Krebs who first elucidated it. Tricarboxylic acid cycle. The TCA cycle starts with the condensation of acetyl group with oxaloacetic acid and water to yield citric acid. The reaction is catalyzed by the enzyme citrate synthase and a molecule of coenzyme A is released. Citrate is then isomerized to isocitrate. It is followed by two successive steps of decarboxylation leading to the formation of alpha-ketoglutaric acid and then succinyl coenzyme A. In the remaining steps of citric acid cycle, succinyl coenzyme A is oxidized to oxaloacetic acid following the cycle to continue, allowing the cycle to continue. During the conversion of the succinyl coenzyme A to succinic acid, a molecule of GTP is synthesized. This is a substrate level phosphorylation. In a coupled reaction, GTP is converted to GDP with a simultaneous synthesis of ATP from ADP. Also, there are three points in the cycle where NAD plus is reduced to NADH plus H plus and one point where FAD plus is reduced to FADH2. The continued oxidation of acetyl coenzyme A via the TCA cycle requires the continued replenishment of oxaloacetic acid, the first member of the cycle. In addition, it also requires regeneration of NAD plus and FAD plus from NADH and FADH2 respectively. The summary equation for this phase of respiration may be written as follows. Pyruvic acid plus 4 NADH plus plus FAD plus plus 2H2O plus ADP plus inorganic phosphate in mitochondrial matrix gives 3CO2 plus 4 NADH2 plus FADH2 plus ATP. We have till now seen that Glucose has been broken down to release CO2 and 8 molecules of NADH2, 2 of FADH2 have been synthesized besides just 2 molecules of ATP in TCA cycle. You may be wondering why we have been discussing respiration at all. Neither O2 has come into the picture nor the promised large number of ATP has yet been synthesized. 
also what is the role of the NADH2 and FADH2 that is synthesized let us now understand the role of O2 in respiration and how ATP is synthesized electron transport system and oxidative phosphorylation the following steps in the respiratory processes are to release and utilize the energy stored in NADH2 and FADH2 this is accomplished when they are oxidized through the electron transport system and the electrons are passed on to O2 resulting in the formation of H2O the metabolic pathway through which the electron passes from one carrier to another is called the electron transport system and it is present in the inner mitochondrial membrane electrons from NADH produced in the mitochondrial matrix during citric acid cycle are oxidized by an NADH dehydrogenase complex 1 and electrons are then transferred to ubiquinin located within the inner membrane ubiquinin also receives reducing equivalents via fadh2 complex 2 that is generated during oxidation of succinate in the citric acid cycle the reduced ubiquinin ubiquinol is then oxidized with the transfer of electrons to cytochrome c via cytochrome bc1 complex complex 3 cytochrome c is a small protein attached to the outer surface of the inner membrane and acts as a mobile carrier for the transfer of electrons between the complex 3 and 4 complex 4 refers to the cytochrome c oxidase complex containing cytochromes a and a3 and two copper centers when the electron pass from one carrier to another via the complex 1 to 4 in the electron transport chain they are coupled to atp synthase complex 5 for the production of atp from adp and inorganic phosphate the number of atp molecules synthesized depend on the nature of the electron donor oxidation of one molecule of nadh gives rise to three molecules of atp while that of one molecule of fadh2 produces two molecules of atp although the aerobic process of respiration takes place only in the presence of oxygen the role of oxygen is limited to the terminal stage of the process yet the presence of oxygen is vital since it drives the whole process by removing hydrogen from the system oxygen acts as the final hydrogen acceptor unlike photophosphorylation where it is the light energy that is utilized for the production of proton gradient required for phosphorylation in respiration it is the energy of oxidation reduction utilized for the same process it is for this reason that the process is called oxidative phosphorylation you've already studied about the mechanism of membrane linked atp synthesis as explained by kemi osmotic hypothesis in the earlier chapter as mentioned earlier the energy released during the electro electro transport system is utilized in synthesizing atp with the help of atp synthase complex 5 the complex consists of two major components f1 and f0 the f1 headpiece is a peripheral protein complex and contains the site of atp synthesis synthesis of atp from adp and inorganic phosphate f0 is an integral membrane protein complex that forms the channel through which proton crosses the inner membrane the passage of proton through the channel is coupled to a catalytic site of the f1 component for the production of atp for each atp produced 2h2 h+ passes through f0 from the intermembrane space to the matrix down the electrochemical proton gradient the respiratory balance sheet it is possible to make calculations of the net gain of atp for every glucose molecule oxidized but in reality this can remain only a theoretical exercise these calculations can be made only on certain assumptions that there is a sequential orderly pathway functioning with one substrate forming the next 
and with glycolysis TCA cycle and ETS pathway following one after another. The NADH synthesized in the glycolysis is transferred into the mitochondria and undergoes oxidative phosphorylation. None of the intermediates in the pathway are utilized to synthesize any other compound. Only glucose is being respired, no other alternative substrates are entering in the pathway at any other the intermediate stages. But this kind of assumption are not really valid in the living system. All pathways work simultaneously and do not take place one after another. Substrates enter the pathway and are withdrawn from it as and when necessary. ATP is utilized as and when needed. Enzymatic rates are controlled by multiple means, yet it is useful to do this exercise to appreciate the beauty and efficiency of the living system in extraction and storing energy. Hence, there can be net gain of 38 ATP molecules during aerobic respiration of one molecule of glucose. Now, let us compare fermentation and aerobic respiration. Fermentation accounts for only a partial breakdown of glucose, whereas in aerobic respiration, it is completely degraded to CO2 and H2. In fermentation, there is a net gain of only two molecules of ATP for each molecule of glucose degraded to pyruvic acid, whereas many more molecules of ATP are generated under aerobic conditions. NADH is oxidized to NADA plus rather slowly in fermentation. However, the reaction is very vigorous in case of aerobic respiration. Amphibolic pathway. Glucose is the favored substrate for respiration. All carbohydrates are usually first converted into glucose before they are used for respiration. Other substrates can also be respired as has been mentioned earlier, but they do not enter the respiratory pathway at the first step. See figure 14.6 to see the points of entry of different substrates in the respiratory pathway. Fats would need to be broken down into glycerol and fatty acid first. If fatty acid were to be respired, they would first be degraded to acetyl coenzyme A and enter the pathway. Glycerol would enter the pathway after being converted to PGAL. The proteins would be degraded by proteases and the individual amino acid after deamination depending on their structure would enter the pathway at some stage within the Krebs cycle or even as pyruvate or acetyl coenzyme A. Since respiration involves breakdown of substrate, the respiratory process has traditionally been considered a catabolic process and the respiratory pathway as catabolic pathway. But is this understanding correct? We have discussed above at which points in the respiratory pathway different substrates would enter if they were to be respired and used to derive energy. What is important to recognize is that it is these very compounds that would be withdrawn from the respiratory pathway for the synthesis of the set substrates. Hence fatty acid would be broken down to acetyl coenzyme A before entering the respiratory pathway when it is used as substrate. But when the organism needs to synthesize fatty acid, acetyl coenzyme A would be withdrawn from the respiratory pathway for it. Hence, the respiratory pathway comes into the picture both during breakdown and synthesis of fatty acids. Similarly, during breakdown and synthesis of proteins too, Respiratory intermediates form the link. Breaking down processes within the living organism is catabolism and synthesis is anabolism. Because the respiratory pathway is involved in both anabolism and catabolism, it would hence be better to be considered the respiratory pathway as an amphibolic pathway rather than as a catabolic one. Respiratory quotient let us now look at another aspect of respiration. As you know, during aerobic respiration, O2 is consumed and CO2 is released. The ratio of the volume of CO2 evolved to the volume of O2 consumed in respiration is called the respiratory quotient RQ or respiratory ratio. RQ is equal to volume of CO2 evolved 
upon volume of O2 consumed. The respiratory quotient depends upon the type of respiratory substrate used during respiration. When carbohydrates are used as substrates and are completely oxidized, the RQ will be 1 because equal amounts of CO2 and O2 are evolved and consumed respectively as shown in the equation below. C6H12O6 plus 6O2 gives 6 CO2 plus 6H2O plus energy. RQ is 6 CO2 upon 6 O2 which is equal to 1. When fats are used in respiration, the RQ is less than 1. Calculation for a fatty acid type palmitin, if used as a substrate is shown. 2 C51 H98 O6 plus 145 O2 gives 102 CO2 plus 98 H2O plus energy. RQ is equal to 102 CO2 upon 145 O2 which is equal to 0.7 यहाँ पे ये नोट करना दो मॉलिक्यूल ऑफ ट्राइपालमेटिन के लिए है 102 मॉलिक्यूल ऑफ CO2 एंड 145 मॉलिक्यूल ऑफ O2 When proteins are respiratory substrates the ratio would be about 0.9 What is important to recognize is that the living organisms in the living organisms respiratory substrates are more often more than one Pure proteins or fats are never used as respiratory substrates